Hi, welcome to Get On and Shine with me, Holly Honeychurch. That's funny, I was going to talk first a little bit meta about how I'd organised my mobile recording space to be clear here because many recording spaces are different, some are in bedrooms on the floor, some are in studies, this one's in the lounge on the floor but there's quite a lot of space, there's still a lot of poofs and settees and things but there was quite a lot of space around me which was great and I was going to say that and then as I put my harp down my heart banged into my bottle of water so it's not that clear it needs to be a bit clearer <laughs> something to work on and when I go to my final house one day well and my house of my own one day next year that's going to be a priority, to have enough room around my studio space that I can walk all the way around and I can get to cables and I can move things out of the way without them banging into other things. It's been a great lesson, a great teacher to be in different spaces because it makes you realise what you want in a space and how it can help, how it can help me to the best of my abilities. If you hear some noise, it's the fireplace. It's very windy outside, so it's a little bit hollowy wind here. How are you? I hope you are really great and you're having a good week. Happy Friday. The weekend is upon us. I hope you're going to be doing something super amazing. Last weekend, I stayed right by a canal. Just right outside the front door, there were there was a canal with swans and ducks and boats, some of which were being lived in. And next door, just a little way, was a canal, um, was a boat park. So like, how wonderful just to be right on the river there. It was an Airbnb, actually. So we'll go back and use that Airbnb again. It's on our route somewhere. So it's it was it was so peaceful. A canal at night, there's something it's kind of eerie as well. But I like that because there's this just this hush along the canal. Yes, beautiful. So that was in Market Drayton, which is a canal town. I look forward to exploring that area a bit more in Shropshire.
So we arrived here on Monday and there was some transitioning to do because jumping from place to place, packing up and getting things out, it is quite difficult. So we had, we tried to chill out on the first day just to, just to get better um, in our brains, not so chaotic, that kind of thing. So it's a good, it's a good learning process to to get on with things as just give yourself a break and give give ourselves peace for having just moved in and out of somewhere but also not to dwell there and to get on with stuff no matter what's happening it's finding the balance in all of that we couldn't really settle here too much though because half an hour after we arrived and about 15 minutes before they left for their holiday Rafi, one of the cats, went out as usual. He goes out quite a lot and he roams a fair bit, but he didn't come home for three nights. And it was a worry. It was trying to not be worried the whole time. Gosh, it's it's something, isn't it, to, to do something, not know where something is and hope that they're okay and not hold on too much. It, it seemed to take up a lot of my day. So I really worked on staying in the present and just feeling positive, feeling, feeling a hope, feeling a hope that everything is okay. And then we did some searching. We went along a beautiful riverbank in search of him, a private one, so nobody around, very, very isolated and, and special no sign, the neighbours, no sign, but it was good to meet the neighbours, even though we, it didn't feel like we got that much of a welcome reaction, all the the windows by the door say no cold calling, and, and uh, nobody really liked cats when we spoke to them, <laughs> so we were looking for this lost cat, and, and they were not that fond of cats, and we thought, okay, well, you know, we'll oh well we've done that and it was it was a bit kind of they were a bit rude but we'll get over it and then later on there was a, a doorbell and the lady from one of the houses the lady who we actually thought was really grumpy at us had come round and said she'd got a phone call from somewhere like half a mile away from a lady who said that on another roof not her roof on another roof nearby there was a cat who was crying and meowing and we thought okay that's that's Rafferty isn't it that's Rafferty so that community spirit that community conversation word of mouth that just because we asked somebody something and 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 the other end like the lady who had the cat who had Rafferty on her roof she was calling around everybody all the numbers she knew to try and get to the right person to us so we went there and we assessed the situation and the situation was that we couldn't get him because he was so high the roof well it wasn't even that he was so high that would have been okay but the roof was so steep that he couldn't climb down and he didn't understand that if he climbed down backwards not that a cat would ever climb down backwards any any time out of choice if he lowered himself down backwards we could have got him a lot easier but we've got a, a frightened 18 month old 
kitten juvenile on top of a very high roof. So the lady there whose roof he was on was wonderful. What a wonderful leader she was, a doer. She was already on the phone to the RSPCA animal charity. She'd already called the fire brigade. But we couldn't rescue him that night because it was dark and the RSPCA didn't want to sort anything out in the dark. So we had to leave him up there all night and go home and listen to it rain outside for two hours hard and just pray that he was he was okay it was nine degrees outside but he was a soggy kitten but he might have been up there for a whole three days I don't know because he he didn't come back so maybe he was trapped up there and then yesterday I went round there early and the lady Tanya wonderful Tanya was already on the phone to the RSPCA again who had alert uh, a representative was going to come round and he did and he was a fun guy ex-army with lots of stories to tell he assessed the situation and called this cool animal rescue guy whose job it was to rescue animals from all kinds of different situations he rescues tarantulas from house fires he rescues the the ambulance from getting bitten by a dog who was protecting his owner who was in a car accident so before they could get him out of the car they he needed to come and help the dog to calm down so that they could carry on with their work this guy he's some sort of fireman tarzan because he was in the fire brigade as well what a guy paul so we got the ladders up. I didn't get the ladders up. I just watched all the beefy firemen get their ladders up. And we, the three, there were three ladies, neighbours, who were hanging out together. And as the firemen turned up, we went all giggly and started, like, just being silly teenagers. <laughs> it was, it was funny. Um, yeah, that, it, it's... It gives me a big smile to, to think about being so light-hearted about the situation. It was a good way of bringing us all together, actually, this community spirit because of a cat on a roof. The community got together and shone out. It was very special. So off goes Paul up the ladder. And luckily, Rafi really likes people, even though apparently he hissed quite a lot at the top. But he did, he offered some food and he got to know the cat, got to know Rafi a little bit. He didn't go like jumping in, but he did get him in the end amazingly. It was so good. And I thought, gosh, all yesterday I had been worrying about what might happen if he like jumped off and leapt. I, I know he'd be okay, but I was already thinking about what might happen, you know with legs or anything how could he be hurt rather than having hope and seeing the situation for what it was I didn't think I'd even be able to go out and watch but in the end I thought I can't I can't not I've got to go and look and I did and and it was other people who were a little bit more like excited which made me which heightened me a little bit. I was okay when I was calm. and <laughs> But when there's a little 
squeak. It, it, it heightens my reactions. <laughs> and he was fine. It was brilliant. Nice one, Rafi. And he's stayed quite close to home since then. Brilliant. Thank you, Rafi. Give us a break. And now we can get back on and get on with doing what we love. Talking, playing harp. I love that new tune that's come to me. I've just been jamming on the harp for a while. And that came and I want to explore that more. Explore that melody for longer. It's coming. So we are now in Hampshire, in a house sit. It is a lovely, large place here, right by the river. A while ago, I saw, we saw a deer, a little doe. She came and ate the weeds in the garden, thank you. And then went and lay down on the lawn, surrounded by some bushes and just got all peaceful down there by the river in our new garden and then she came back later on and I was outside and I thought okay I didn't want to frighten her obviously I wish I'd taken more of a moment to stand with her but I went into oh I've got to get in quick and she spotted but I didn't do it I didn't do it in a stressed way I went in really calmly but she still wasn't having any of it. But she didn't run. She just walked really gracefully off down the riverbank to find her next warm patch. I hope she comes back. She said, well, I want to know where her friends are. <laughs> I'm already worrying for her. Where are her friends? <laughs> Always clocking that worrying side of me. I think that I recognise that. I've, I don't want to say I've got anxiety because there are so many different levels and it happens at different times but it is there to an extent and I just keep busy I think I have too much time on my hands when I worry and also I don't have hope and I don't trust when I worry so I like to turn it around and think okay come on have hope and it immediately lifts me out of it so I'm sure she's got lots of friends and she just wanted a bit of peace and quiet from them. And that's why she's in our garden and she wanted to come and say hello. I'm looking after three Burman cats. They are a mixture of Persian and Siamese. That's that's the, 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 the separation. But apparently they came from Burma long time ago and France were very um, interested in them to begin with but then during the war a lot of most of them got wiped out so there was only one breeding pair left and that's why they outcrossed them with Persians and Siamese to bring it back to to where they are today their fur is so soft wow they're like these fairies I've house that main coons before and they've got a, a fairy fairy nature about them these cats their fluffiness is out of control but in a very regulated kind of way every strand of fur every bit of fur is just has its own place they don't have they don't get luggy they get brushed but they, they're not matted they it all just 
It's perfectly balanced. They're like fluffy marshmallows with lovely big thick tails, beautiful eyes, gorgeous blues, and sometimes very loud meows. Our little female cat, Orla, she might look like a beautiful princess and you would think that her meow would be like a wonderful bell. But when she comes down, she sounds like a northern lass with a really deep meow. And it was really fun to hear that for the first time. She is very special. They don't really hang out as lap cats. They're quite independent. I thought they would be more wanting to be around us, but they're not. They've each got their own place, so I miss that. I like playing with ribbons with them, though. I've got, I found some ribbons and it's been lovely to dance outside with the ribbons on the wind. And of course, we've got Morgan as well, who's the stray cat who comes around every day and gets fed, has a lovely bed. He's just, he visits quite a lot of houses in the area. So he knows, he's very streetwise and knows exactly what he wants out of life which is lots of snuggles and warmth, wherever he can get them. <laughs> he lives next door, but he doesn't stay next door that often. So he's very streetwise, and these cats don't really like him, but they tolerate him, and he's not aggressive. He's just big and sure of himself, but, but not at all in a threatening way. But it is a strange setup. I'm not used to, like, we, we got here, and, and he was the first cat we met. He's the one that's here more than any of the others, just downstairs. It's like, this is Morgan. He's not our cat, but he kind of lives here sometimes. So it's, I've never had this setup before. Each setup is very different, yeah. We're just here until next Friday. It's not really a long house it. So it's, it's sort of a bit whooshy, I would say, here. But tomorrow... We're off to Winchester, which is a beautiful cathedral town. I've never been and I've always wanted to go. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's quite a long one, this one. I'm not used to doing long ones and it, I won't make it a habit. But I had a lot to say. So there you go. Have a wonderful day. Shine your light with your big, big heart and keep on smiling. Bye.